Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 202 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about pensions, and specifically, why pensions went away, or why pensions are going away uh, at a record pace. Uh, so we're going to talk about that, uh, talk about where you can get your money in retirement if not from a pension, uh, and exactly why pensions went away uh, in the way that they did. So stay tuned for that and much more in the rest of today's episode. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good stuff supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And that if you need somebody to help you to create a financial plan that's specific to you and your family's needs and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the work with Dylan tab and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. So let me guess, you work for some company and that company offers you a 401k or a 403b or a TSP or uh, any number 457, any number of employer sponsored retirement accounts. And that's perfectly fine, right? I, I am throwing no hate at employer sponsored retirement accounts. More wealth is built within employer sponsored retirement accounts than just about anything else uh, when it comes to investors in the US today, when it comes to retail investors, right? But the point is not that you can build a lot of wealth in employer-sponsored retirement accounts. We know that, right? That is something that we've talked about time and time again. The point is, is that why are those employer-sponsored retirement accounts there? Well, there's a really, really simple answer. And that's because these corporations, these companies, these businesses stopped giving you pensions, okay? There once was a time, 25 or 30 years ago, where you knew if you worked for you know, 25, 30, 35, 40 years somewhere, uh, and you worked hard, you came to work every day, and you just put in your time, right? You would expect to be rewarded for your loyalty and hard work. They give you a gold watch and a set of payments for the rest of your life in the form of a pension. And these pensions are also known as defined benefit plans. Defined benefit meaning uh, that you are getting paid some defined benefit over time, right? It is already uh, spelled out exactly how much you will get paid and over what course of time. Now, today, these are a thing of the past for most private sector workers, okay? We are going to look today at this shift, though, from these private sector pensions all the way to uh, defined contribution plans. And you may be like, well, why haven't we talked about defined contribution plans yet? Well, we have talked about defined contribution plans. Those are things like 401ks, 403bs, TSPs, and things of the like, right? And I want to talk to you about ways that you can ensure that you are going to have enough money in retirement, uh, even though pensions no longer exist in the way that they did. Now, if you still have a pension, great. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you still have a pension available to you. But we should not be putting a heavy weight on pension income. And the reason that we should not be putting a heavy weight on pension income is because that pension income could go away, right? We've seen a bunch of pensions go away, all right? Or we've seen a bunch of pensions stop uh, accruing and be frozen, right? And we're going to talk about that as we move forward today. And so I don't want you in a place where you're banking on, hey, I'm going to get this pension, I'm going to get this pension, I'm going to get this pension. And then you get, you know, 
15 years into a job and they go, oh, we're going to freeze your pension. So your pension's really low, or we're going to get rid of the pension because the pension was mismanaged or whatever. You need to put a lower weight on pension income than you do uh, on your own ability to save for retirement, on your own ability to invest and create income for yourself in retirement. But pensions can be really useful right? Because this is an income stream, right? When you get to retirement, you need as many income streams as possible and as much in each income stream as possible. You need uh, income. That's how you're going to be able to, uh, you know, pay for all of your expenses and do all the things that you want to do. You are going to be able to uh, live a comfortable life in retirement based on whatever your income is. And then naturally based on whatever your expenses are as well. Okay, but let's talk real quick how times have changed for defined benefit or pension plans. Up until the 1980s, defined benefit pensions were the most popular retirement plan offered by employers. Today, only 17% of private sector workers have access to one, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That is wild. Only 17% of private sector workers. Now, we may feel like that's a lot given the fact that, you know, we uh, don't see a lot of people that actually have pensions available to them. But relative to just 20 years ago, right, that little in the form of pensions is a crazy drop uh, from what it used to be. From the employee's perspective, the beauty of a defined benefit plan or a pension, right, is that the employer funds the plan while the employee reaps the rewards upon retirement, right? You don't have to worry about putting money in to most pensions. That's just your employer's job. Your employer puts money away in your pension, right? And you don't have to worry about it and then you get paid later on, okay? And even if they do take some type of deduction from your paycheck, right, they take it without you ever having to deal with it anyway, right? So it's not something that uh, you have to worry about paying into. Now, there are plenty of downsides and we'll get to those here shortly, but that is a benefit where you don't have to worry about your retirement income. They're going to create it for you. Not only do employees get to keep and spend all the money they earn in their paychecks, but you can also easily predict how much money you'll receive each month during retirement because payouts from defined benefit plans are based on some set formula. Of course, there's always two sides to every story, right? Estimating pension liabilities is complex. Companies offering a defined benefit pension plan must predict the amount of money that they will need to meet their obligations to retirees. And this uh, kind of leads to why a lot of pensions get mismanaged because uh, they don't accurately assess what they are going to need. So they're either going to come short on what they need or they're going to come short on the returns that they need to make because uh, pension funds, right? These are just funds of money from these different companies where all this money is pooled into one place and somebody manages this pension fund. Well, pension funds have been mismanaged in the past. Uh, and so people don't get their pensions and people were really frustrated at the fact that they didn't get their pensions and rightfully so. But from an employer's perspective, defined benefit plans are an ongoing liability. So a liability, uh, for those of you who haven't taken accounting before, a liability is just a debt. Right? It's an ongoing debt that you have to your employees. Right, Funding for the plans must come from corporate earnings. So your bottom line of the company, you have to pay for the defined benefit plan out of your earnings. Right? And this has a direct impact on all your profits. A drag on profits can weaken a company's ability to compete. Switching to a defined contribution plan, such as a 401k, which is mainly funded by employee contributions, saves a significant amount of money. Oh, so here is uh, a really key thing when it comes to pension plans and it comes to uh, the shift away from pension plans. For years, right, people were getting paid pensions. Uh, these corporations were very employee-centric, right? They wanted to take care of their employees. They wanted their employees uh, to be paid even after they left, right? And so that was that ongoing liability. But in this day and age where profits are everything, revenues are everything, growth 
is everything. We need to grow, grow, grow. We need to you know, be more profitable. We need to do all these different things. In this age where this is the case, then the companies want to push that liability off on their employees. Now, should it be your responsibility to save for your own retirement? Absolutely it should be. Regardless of if you're gonna receive a pension or not, you need to be putting money away for your own retirement. But if you're receiving a pension, maybe a little less is needed than somebody else. But it's still your responsibility. Anything that comes in the form of a pension should be extra to you. It should be just icing on the cake. And that cake should be your 401k, your IRAs, or all these different things that we're gonna talk about as we move forward today, okay? but. Uh, that liability to employers and their need to grow and their need to grow profits and maintain profits over time, uh, that is a big reason why a bunch of these employers got rid of these different uh, defined benefit plans and pensions are on the fritz. Now, over the last few decades, private sector companies increasingly stopped funding their traditional pension plans, which that's known as a freeze. A freeze is the first step towards the elimination of a pension plan. I'll just give you some anecdotal evidence. Uh, my dad works for a company that had a pension for many, many years, and that pension was frozen, right? That pension got to a point where it no longer accumulated. There was no longer any growth in the pension. Right, And so they stopped funding those traditional pension plans. Now, even though he will receive money from the company in the form of a pension, it's not near as much as it could have been uh, had the pension kept accruing over time. GE, General Electric, is an example of a major corporation that has done this, that has frozen their pension. It announced plans in October 2019 to freeze its pension for 20,000 U.S. employees and shift to a defined contribution plan as steps to reduce the deficit of its underfunded pension by as much as $8 billion. And that's another issue, is that these companies can have underfunded pensions, meaning uh, that they don't have enough in the pension to be able to take care of everybody who they owe money to, right? And so if that's an issue, then they may just move to the place where they're going to do a defined contribution plan and not a defined benefit plan. Other high-profile examples of major corporations freezing pensions over the years include IBM, which in 2006 announced that it was freezing its defined benefit plan to shift towards employee-funded defined contribution plans, which ultimately saved the company billions. Soon after, Verizon, Lockheed Martin, and Motorola took similar steps. So you see this pattern of these companies taking these steps to get rid of these liabilities from their books and just put the burden of saving for retirement on the employees. Now, right or wrong, this is what they're doing, and so we have to adapt. Okay? Corporate America has defended these moves on the grounds that the government has made moves to enforce companies to fully fund their pension plans. The Pension Protection Act of 2006, for example, mandated stricter funding requirements to help ensure that employees get paid benefits. But companies haven't always funded the plans. All too often, the money hasn't been uh, there when it's needed, and the government has to be forced to bail the companies out, to bail those plans out. And that's something the government doesn't want to do, and it's something that uh, the company doesn't want to go through either. This path has been taken by several airlines and the contingent steelmakers over the years, all of which filed for bankruptcy and shifted the responsibility for their retirement plan obligations onto the U.S. government. The government, in turn, shifted the burden to taxpayers. All right, so this is a big, big issue because anything the government pays for comes from the pockets of taxpayers. Right? It comes from the fact that they're either going to go deeper in debt or they are going to have to take money from taxpayers like you and I. Right. And in doing so, right, these companies don't want to have to deal with uh, these ongoing liabilities that um, are, you know, a little ambiguous. They don't really know how much they're going to need. And therefore, right, these companies uh, decide, hey, let's just get rid of these types of plans. Now, there's obviously some impact of the shift to defined contribution plans from defined benefit plans. Okay. 
So what does the end of defined benefit plans mean for employees? The entire scenario is bad news. Unlike a defined benefit plan, right, where employees know exactly what their benefits will be in retirement, the only certainty in a defined contribution plan is the amount that the employee contributes. Many employers offer matching contributions, but that's 100% voluntary. They do not have to do that. After the money hits the account, it's up to the employee to choose how it's invested, typically from a menu of mutual funds, and the vagaries of the stock market to determine the ultimate outcome. Maybe the markets go up, maybe they won't. Now, over a long period of time, we know that the stock market has gone up and will likely continue to go up over time, right? But it leaves us up to the market and up to your investment choices and not up to what the company will define, what the company will tell you, you are going to receive this as a benefit. So uh, it's kind of a cop-out, right? They're just pushing the responsibility off onto the employee. On the other hand, many employees who are relying on their employer-funded plans are left to fend for themselves when the employers fail to fund the plans. Similarly, many employees were left in a bind when their employers terminated defined benefit plans or downsized their staff, giving the workers a one-time lump sum payout instead of a steady income stream right? Uh, this is problematic for workers who really bank on the fact that they are going to receive some pension. That's why I'm telling you, if you are receiving a pension and you know that you're going to receive a pension one way or another, or you expect to receive a pension one way or another, right? You need to put uh, a barrier between your retirement life and that pension. That pension needs to be extra. It does not need to be something that you're banking on so much that if you don't get it or you don't get it in the full amount, that you're going to be uh, eating beans and rice in retirement. We do not want that. We want to live comfortable retirements, and the best way to do so is to take your retirement into your own hands. So uh, from an employee's point of view, all of this is very negative, right? All of this is like, you know, oh, the employer's just trying to make more profits and save its own tail by not paying me a pension, wah, 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 right? There's very negative things that can come from employees on here. And rightfully so, if that's what you've expected your whole life and that's what the employer has told you and they don't live up to their promises, then you have the right to feel slighted. But on the other hand, your retirement is your responsibility. And I don't know about you, I want my retirement to be my responsibility, right? Because I think that I can put money away in a way that a pension fund manager is not going to, right? A pension fund manager is on average going to make about you know six, seven, eight percent on your money. Long-term rates of return on the stock market have been 10 plus percent, right? Well, if I can just put my money in an index fund and allow it to grow over time and allow it to grow in a way that it's not going to be taxable to me later on via a Roth account or you know take some tax uh, deductions today and it be taxable later via traditional IRAs or things like that, then that may be what's more beneficial for me anyway. Right, So I don't feel bad that pensions aren't out there as much anymore, but you have to understand as somebody who may work for a corporation who does have a defined benefit pension, that that pension could go away. Or as somebody whose pension's been recently taken away, you need to understand that it's time to take your retirement into your own hands. Or if you're somebody who doesn't even know, right? You don't know what you need to be doing. You need to understand that you still have to take things into your own hands. You need to be investing for your own retirement, regardless of what you're offered. You need to be taking it into your own control. So what is the reality of today's retirement, right? Well, it really comes down to fending for yourself, as I've been talking about, right? When it comes to a financially secure retirement, you need to fend for yourself. For most, Social Security benefits are not enough to live on. And I'll just tell you, they are not enough to live on. I've seen people's Social Security benefits. It's not enough, right? The first thing you need to do is save money as soon and as much as you can, 
And we've talked about starting early and why starting early is so important when it comes to your retirement investing, but you need to start early and you need to be investing as much as you can. Now I've given you the financial action plan to kind of walk you through how much you should be investing that should get you to a good uh, place in your financial life and long-term financial freedom. Uh, but to invest as much as you can over the long term is the best way to go. Now, how can you invest? Well, we've talked about all these things, but I want to just hit on them real quick. That way uh, you can understand where your money should be going if you can't rely on some pension. And even if you have one, you shouldn't be relying on one. But where does your money need to go? All right. You can start with your tax advantage retirement plans. Okay. Now, I've told you before, and I tell you within the financial action plan, if you have a match offered to you by an employer, take that match. Okay, because if you have a match, that's a 100% return on your money immediately, right? As soon as you put money in, it is doubled, okay, which is absolutely fantastic. Okay, so start with uh, a 401k, 403b, TSP, uh, any type of employer-sponsored retirement plan that allows you to have a match where the employer puts money in too, right? And take that match. And that is the third part of the financial action plan, right? After we create a unique monthly budget and we build up a starter emergency fund of one month of expenses, right? Then we get to a point where uh, we can begin taking that match. Now, once we're out of debt, Right? And then once we have a fully funded emergency fund, then we can get into a place where we are ratcheting up that savings. So you take the match, and that's regardless of uh, you know if you've got debt paid off or not or whatever, right? You're going to take the match. You have to take the match because it is free money. But once you take that match, then you have a lot more choices, right? You can actually choose uh, where to put your money otherwise. You don't have to just keep feeding the 401k or the 403b or whatever, but you could choose to do so, okay? So you start with that match, right? Then you would take a look at, okay, do I have access to anything Roth, right? Do I have something that is uh, Roth related? Can I access uh, a Roth 401k or do I have access to a Roth IRA? Now, the reason to ask this is because uh, for most people, Roth can be extremely beneficial because you get to retirement, right? And you have to pay no taxes on the money that you take out of your Roth accounts, which is, which is extremely beneficial uh, and a lot of people don't want to pay taxes in retirement, right? Uh, and you want to keep as much money as you can from your investments, that is a great way to do so, okay? So you would look and you would go, okay, can I contribute to a Roth IRA? And if the answer is yes, then I would absolutely do that, right? Up to the maximum that you can put in there. Because if you can put money into a Roth IRA, you can choose what it's invested in and you can keep it in a Roth IRA uh, with your own control over it. Uh, and that's just uh, invaluable, right? Try to max that out as much as possible. And then you can look and say, okay, well, there's the Roth IRA. Do I have a Roth 401k available to me? If your employer-sponsored retirement account is also Roth, then you can start putting money into that Roth 401k. Now, if you are not able to contribute to a Roth IRA because you make too much money, guess what? You can put money into a Roth 401k, which is fantastic. And not only can you put money into a Roth 401k, those have higher contribution limits than IRAs anyway, right? So you can put money into uh, the Roth 401k. And then look at your traditional accounts, you know, your traditional IRA or traditional 401k. Those are tax advantage vehicles and better than nothing, but they take a backseat to any Roth money that you put away. And then eventually when you're maxing everything out, you know, if you need to go to a brokerage account, you want to do some bridge investing, bridge investing, meaning uh, maybe you want to retire before you can get your hands on your tax advantage retirement accounts, 
right? Then you may want to do a little bridge investing into a taxable brokerage account where you can get a hold of that money whenever you need it. Okay. So you can do all those things and put money away in those ways. Uh, and that'll really help you out uh, and help you to uh, push towards long-term financial freedom. Basically, if you just follow uh, the financial action plan that I have laid out for you, you can absolutely get to where you need to be. But those are just specific account types that you can have. Now, also, when you're investing, right? I'm not telling you how to invest, but I'll just tell you this. Over the long term, the stock market wins, okay? And over the long term, stock market returns have been better than bond market returns, right? They're way better than any savings account you have. They're way better than any CD you have, right? They're comparable with... Uh, real estate, right, with rental properties. So that may be something that you're more interested in. But uh, at the same time, you may not get as much in the way of tax advantages, even though tax advantages are there for real estate as well. But, you know, those may go away given uh, the, the looming tax plan by the Biden administration. We just don't know. Okay. But regardless, right, uh, the stock market has won over time. Okay. So if you're trying to choose investments within the IRA, 401k, all these types of things, if you can fall back on index funds, you know, we talked about index funds last week. Uh, I think index funds are, are a great choice. A lot of my money goes into index funds. Uh, and I know that the stock market has won over the long term, right? So diversified groups uh, of companies, diversified groups of publicly traded companies will win over time. And so that's what I'm betting on. You can bet on whatever you want to, but uh, you need to make adequate returns within these accounts, right? If you're not going to get this pension, right? And a pension fund manager would be trying to make six, seven, eight percent right? Go into the market and try to make more than 8%, right? Go into the market and try to make the most in the way of returns you can. Now, that doesn't mean doing any speculating. You need to be investing, right? You need to be putting money away into assets that are going to appreciate in a reasonable manner over time. But see, when it comes down to it, regardless of if you have a pension or not, right, you need to be aggressively investing, right? The amount of money that you put away in your investment should not be uh, heavily impacted by the amount of money in your pension or the amount of money that you're going to receive from your pension, right? You should still build a big nest egg. Do it, right? Who, who whines about having too much money when they retire? Then you can give more. Then you can spend more. Then you can have more fun, right? When you retire, you can maybe retire earlier, right? If this is the case, but know that even if you have a pension, we don't need to rely on it. Okay, because we don't know what it's being invested in, right? We don't know how stable it is. We don't know if our employer is going to keep it over the long term. And, right, if we go ahead and save up money anyway, right, and let's say we're, you know, not having to put much, if any, away for our pension and that our employer takes care of that, uh, but we just put the money away into our uh, defined contribution plans, then man, we're going to have such a, a smorgasbord of a nest egg uh, to play with later on and allow our money to continue to grow and you can leave more money behind. You can do crazy philanthropic things. You can give so much money away, uh, but you have to understand that the pensions are dying. Pensions are going away. Only 17% of private sector uh, jobs have pensions available to them. If you have one, bravo, right? But pensions are going away. And don't get caught up in a place where a pension goes away and you're between a rock and a hard place. You need to take your retirement into your own hands. That's what these companies are wanting you to do anyway. They want you to take your retirement into your own hands anyway. But you should do that. Take your retirement into your own hands. You will not be sorry because you'll have the control. You'll make the choices. And at the end of the day, there'll only be one person uh, to blame if you don't get to where you want to get. And that's you. 
right? You'll be the only person that there is to blame. And I would rather blame myself for not getting to where I want to get to than look at a company and go, oh, well, you should have done this for me. You should have done this and given me this money because I worked for you for... No, that, that's not the way you need to think about things. Think about things through the lens of uh, this is my responsibility. I'm going to do this for myself so I can live a comfortable retirement life. But let's say a company gives you a pension, right? Uh, that pension is not likely to be near as much uh, as either you want it to be in retirement, right? It might be enough to live on, right? But how much margin can you really create with the pension that they're going to give you? Right. And are you going to be able to live on more money in retirement? Because I would love for you all to live on more money in retirement than you do today while you are working. Right. And if we can get to that point where we're building up assets for ourselves, then that's absolutely possible. But if we just live on a pension, and we don't build up any assets for ourselves. Then it's going to be very, very difficult to make that a reality in our own lives. Right. You have to take personal responsibility for your retirement savings, do all the right things, invest in the right accounts, invest in the right investments. Right. And you can get to where you want to get to over the long term. You just have to be very, very intentional and you have to tell the pension that you may have available to you that I'll get to you later. I believe you're there, but I'm not going to rely on you. I do not trust you. I do not trust you, pension, that you're going to be there. And I do not trust you, pension, uh, that you're going to be there in the amount that I want you to be there over the long term. Now, this really spits in the face of a lot of people who have pensions uh, and don't have anything else saved because they do rely on their pensions. But this is not me going out to you and saying, you're doing this wrong. You have to do this other thing too, right? It's not necessarily me saying that, but it's me saying, you know, how much do you really trust it? How much do you really trust that your pension is going to be there? Because there are large corporations that uh, these employees trusted that their pension was going to be there, or trusted that they were going to have a pension when they retired and those pensions went away, or trusted that they were going to make as much in retirement as they did working and those pensions went away and they only got a little bit, right? Uh, if that is going to be the case for you, which you don't know, right? Uh, then you need to be making concessions. Otherwise, you need to make other concessions for yourself that will allow you to get to where you want to get to. Because honestly, you don't know what's going on behind the curtain uh, of the pension fund. You don't know what's going on when it comes to the management of those funds. They may tell you what the funds make every year, but they're not telling you if they're actually managing that money uh, in a way that is advantageous to you relative to what you could be doing by yourself. Therefore, you need to take into your own hands uh, the ability to save and the ability uh, to put money away. Because if you get paid a pension over time and you're just getting paid this pension and whatever, right? Uh, that wealth is not going to come with you. That money is not going to go away with you. And that's another big thing when it comes to pensions and then uh, money that you put away for yourself. If you're getting paid a pension, uh, when you die, that pension dies. Or when you die and your spouse dies, that pension dies, right? But uh, if you put away money for yourself and you live off of uh, the income that that nest egg creates, uh, then that money will continue to be passed down. You can create generational wealth for you and your family that a pension is not going to create. Your company, your you know the business that you work for is not looking out for your family over the long term. That's up to you. You need to do that for yourself and you need to do that for your family uh, and take some responsibility for uh, actually saving up money and being the one to change your family tree, being the one to pass wealth down uh, and not leave your children in the same place that you were or a worse situation uh, than you were in as you you uh, moved into your adult years, right? I'm not trying to shame anybody. I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but I want you to feel responsible. I want you to feel fired up. I want you to feel like, yes, I need to be investing for myself because you absolutely do. I hope you get a pension. I hope you have money uh, that the company just gives you in retirement. That'd be absolutely great, but I'm not going to count on it and neither should you.
So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to create a financial plan that is specific to you and your family's needs and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work With Dylan tab and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you and we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. So tune in tomorrow as I talk about Social Security and I really ask the questions of will it be around uh, for us to benefit from and if it is going to be around in what amounts or how reliable is it uh, when it comes to uh, our ability to take it in retirement. So tune in for that and hopefully uh, that helps you to uh, learn a little bit more about exactly what Social Security is uh, and how you may get to benefit from it in the future. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host Dylan Howell. God bless.